Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Wow. (laughs) That's a you and him problem that I'm not getting involved in. I am not touching that one. No, that was a I, – I spent the uh, Christmas break screaming at hockey players and coaches and referees. That poor guy. <laughs> yeah, it's... Better yet, poor hockey players, coaches, and referees. Right. I'm Jeff Phelps. He's Dan Menigan. He's in for Andy today. Hody's now doing double duty. He's doing 2020s and taking your phone calls to 1647400092. We just had a, a friend call the show and – Get get all mad about Deshaun Watson and injuries and everything else, and you got to mm-hmm. bring back Flacco. I'd love to see that. We all would, except for a couple of things. You laid it out beautifully. My guess is Flacco, if he has his druthers, would not would prefer not to be a clear cut backup who only plays in case of injury in Cleveland, and would probably rather go somewhere where he might be able to start for a little bit. At this point in his career, he doesn't have that much time left to do that, you would think. On the other hand, there's a lot to be said for staying in the league and making money. But I I would think he might be in demand somewhere else as a potential starter. Potential. Here's what I think the plan is. And I think the plan was derailed by injury this year, Dan. First to Deshaun Watson and then to DTR. Clearly, they drafted Dorian Thompson-Robinson because they think he can develop into a decent NFL quarterback. And you could say that with DTR, you can run the similar type of offense that you ran with Deshaun Watson. And I think that's the plan. And if you're looking for the, the example of that, take a look at what's happening in Cincinnati now where Jake Browning seems to have a similar skill set to Joe Burrow. Lamar where, Jackson, where Tyler, Tyler Huntley. Huntley. Exactly. I was going there next. Sorry. And they, no, no, no. They, they can do the same types of things. You're not as well as Lamar Jackson and not as well as Joe Burrow, but you do the same types of things. Joe Flacco doesn't do the same type of thing as Deshaun Watson. Now, that doesn't mean it doesn't work because it's working beautifully here. And Flacco has shown shown more more mobility than I think anybody thought that he had. 
But I think that's the plan. And, Dan, I get that plan. I understand that. And if you're looking at your salary cap and everything else, you got a young guy who's under salary control and contract control for a while. I mean, that's and you're spending a ton on Deshaun. That, that makes perfect sense. That's what I think the plan is. Yeah, I'm, and he's cheap. Well, that's my point. Yeah. Right, he's cheap. I mean, let's let's just lay it out for what it is. Flacco wouldn't be as cheap. You wouldn't think. Not at all. I don't think that's the case. The only way that Joe Flacco would be that level of cheap would be if he is dying to stay here, which, hey, might be on the table. You you never can underestimate the power of someone who's happy. So that's the other side of a lot of this stuff is if the man is happy, okay, the only thing that might come up that would maybe stop the Browns from doing this would be dissension in the locker room if Deshaun Watson struggles. That would be the only thing that you could think of because we have heard about that enough times and enough different places where guys start looking around when the offense is scuffling going, well, we've succeeded under that dude and we're not succeeding under you. For example, look at what's happening down in Pittsburgh right now with Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph. Yeah. It has succeeded with Mason Rudolph. It didn't succeed as well with Mitch Trubisky. Kenny Pickett has been a little, is getting a little grumpy. So we'll see where all of that goes. I mean, that's, and it's it succeeded Mason Rudolph. It didn't succeed with Trubisky. You're a hundred percent right. But you can start to see where dissension can get sowed if people are looking around, going, "Well, why is that guy sitting on the bench when we succeeded with him?" You know, players know each other's salaries, but they want to win and they want to be put in the best position to win. Uh, players want to make money. Well, that too. Once I, that, and, and, that's and a I, very true. I, I've always I've always thought this about pro sports. Anybody who says it's all about winning is just flat out lying and and saying the company line. You know when it's all about winning? When you're taken care of. Mm -hmm. And it should be that way. It absolutely should be that way. If you've made a ton of money, then it can be all about winning. If you've not made a ton of money and you're on a great team, but some other team that stinks is going to triple your salary, where are you going to play next year? <laughs> where, where you, get, you, get, you get over it in a hurry. Well, can we just be realistic about that? I, I, I really believe that. So if, if you're Joe Flacco and next year you're a free agent and the Browns say, hey, we'd love to have you back at the veteran minimum and the Atlanta Falcons, who are going to be in need of a quarterback because Desmond Ritter is probably not their guy and either is Taylor Heineke, calls and, and says, hey, look, um, we'll pay you $8 million to come in for a year. And we don't know anything after that, but we'll give you eight million bucks. Even though Joe's already been the highest paid quarterback in the NFL twice, I believe. Hey, that's eight million bucks. All of a sudden, my kid's kid doesn't have to worry about things financially. <laughs> exactly. It, it's always and there's going to be. So this is off the top of my head. Flacco might be the one guy because he's made so much money, Dan. Where it's like, you know what? I'm really happy in Cleveland. I'm going to stay there because they want me. Or I really liked it, or would like it, and fill in the blank because it's near my kids. The Giants, you know, the guy lives in New Jersey. Giants need a quarterback. You could do the same thing with the Giants. Well, I think they're. I don't know the. We'll throw them on this list just for just for fun. Because why not? All right. So here's. We know the Chargers are going to be looking for a new GM and head coach. 
I assume Justin Herbert is staying there. That's the way you want to do this. Yeah. The Raiders, Antonio Pierce has been really shocking people. It looks good thus far. They don't have a quarterback for the future. I don't know how much Aiden O'Connell stock you're really buying. That could be a spot. He's had some moments. He has. And he threw it 21 times to Devontae Adams the other day. It turns out if you throw the ball to your best receiver a lot, you'll probably succeed a little bit better. Carolina's another coaching. They they, they targeted Devontae Adams 21 times. (laughs) Okay. That's Aaron Rodgers' numbers. Yeah. Um, The Carolina Panthers will have a new coaching staff in there. They will probably continue with Bryce Young because he was the number one overall pick. Yeah, you bet they will. And they don't have their pick. Unless David Tepper throws drink it. Bryce Young, and he gets mad and leaves. That's a valid point. All right, so the Bears are one a team that's up in the air. They may end up sticking with Justin Fields. They may move on from Justin Fields. It also depends what happens to Matt Eberflus. That could be a quarterback opening. The Cardinals, same thing with Kyler Murray. They may stick with Kyler Murray. They may move on from Kyler Murray because they're going to have a really high draft pick. So that could be another Joe Flacco spot. The Vikings don't have a quarterback right now. Kirk Cousins is a... Um, is a free agent at the end of the season, and Kwasi Adolfo Mensa did not sign Kirk Cousins the first time. So he may want to go a different direction. There's there are going to be so much quarterback activity, it's going to be nuts. The New England Patriots are in a position right now where they may move on from Bill Belichick. It is sounding like they're moving on for Bill Belichick. Mac Jones is probably out the door. My assumption is Bailey Zappi will be out the door as well. That's they, another they'll, quarterback They'll have somebody spot. else. The Commanders are probably going to move on from Ron Rivera. They have had crummy quarterback play outside of some brief moments of Jacoby Brissett. Whether they stick and, with and, Brissett. Well, no, it, can I throw this at you? Sure. At one point this season, Sam Hill was the yardage oh. passing leader in the NFL. And it wasn't or, just or, early. It was like two-thirds of the way through. Sam Howell was leading oh, the league in passing it. yards. Yes. However... I can't imagine him being back as their starter. He crashed down to earth quite loudly. The Falcons need a quarterback. I'm not sold on Desmond Ritter. I don't think you are either. And if your answer to the question is Tyler Heineke, you may want to change the question. Especially if his name is Taylor. Whatever. He's that good. Uh, The Giants, (laughs) same thing with Daniel Jones. See, that's a Flacco situation there. Uh Uh-huh. That's Flacco. And you you know what? The Broncos were the other one I forgot to put on here. Uh, He's already been there. That didn't work. Different coaching staff, different ownership, different all that yeah, kind of stuff. He wants to go and have Sean Payton yell at him. If it's successful, you'll take success. I mean, that's the thing. There's there's going to be a boatload of quarterback movement. It's going to be fascinating. Not to mention you're adding in at least three first-round rookie quarterbacks. I mean, I think we could say that with a pretty good – with with a pretty firm sense of the situation is there's going to be at least three. There yep. may even be four. And we know that first-round rookie quarterbacks don't exactly sit and take their time. The Jordan Love situation is the one that's few and far between. The Patrick Mahomes situation is the rarity. You know, they don't really let these quarterbacks season. So if a team decides they want to do that, there's where Flacco fits in. You know, he's the perfect one-year, two-year, $30 million guy. Bring him in. Let him help bring my quarterback along. I can run an offense. We can be successful. We can win some games. And if things get rocky near the bye week, we can hand the keys to the kid. And do you agree with this? I don't see the Browns walking away from DTR. I don't either. And that's why I don't think Flacco is necessarily the guy to come back here. Because if you keep DTR, you're probably not going to try and squeeze him out of the practice squad because you run the risk of losing him. We could probably toss the Steelers on this list, too. The Steelers would be an interesting one, too. 
yeah, on the quarterback. I think, front. I think the Steelers have three guys they could actually use yeah. and play. I mean, there's there's going to be, and again, that's off the top of my head while you were talking. I mean, we can make a we can make a Tampa Bay argument if you want. Baker's only there on a one year contract. Yeah, Baker's a free agent at the end yeah. of the year. I mean, they, there's going to be so somebody much could, chaos. Somebody could offer him a chance to at least compete to be the starter. That will not happen here. There are cars and lighting the world on fire, and if they move on from Dennis Allen. Does the next person want Derek Carr? Nelson's in Avon Lake. Nelson? All right, Nelson. Hey, guys. Um, How can I say this without sounding like a complete boo-boo? I absolutely love the Joe Flacco story. It's a great story. Um, And and, and if he happens to somehow take us to, you know, deep in the playoffs in the Super Bowl – we got to be realistic. He is not going to be a Cleveland Brown quarterback in 2024. They, they brought a guy in the Sean Watson that skill set wise, what would project to be a better option. And I realized he hasn't played very well, but if I remember correctly, he was five and one at the time that he got re-injured now, obviously, injury with, you know, withstanding, you know, things have a way of regressing to the mean. You know, Joe is a 38-year-old uh, who, by the way, is playing very well right now. Looking great. But it's, yeah, but it is reasonable to expect a regression, especially if, if he is counted on to be your number one QB. So thanks for the time, guys, as always. Nelson, thank you very much. Appreciate the phone call. See, and, and Nelson – I think he was right. And nobody wants to poo-poo this story. This is phenomenal. And the guys, blast. the guys played great. Good golly, this is and, fun. And not only has he played great, man, has he embraced this. This has been awesome. I, I'd like to see him back here next year, but I, I agree with Nelson. I, I, I understand why it might not happen, and I'm okay with it. And I, and it's, it's not just that the Browns wouldn't bring him back. It's that Joe might have better opportunities, Dan. I mean that's that's just realistic, folks. That's, it's, well, we're going to have plenty of time to get into this. Uh, it's going to be awesome to talk about it, and the time to talk about it will be after the season comes to an end, which we hope isn't until February. Wouldn't that be stunning, though? Cavaliers are dealing with some injuries. Stop me if you've heard that before. It's next on Baskin and Phelps. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Well, Ryan Day and the Ohio State Buckeyes had a tough go in that Cotton Bowl. Nick Wilson and Spencer German will break everything down. They'll break down the offseason, weigh in on all the college football playoff stuff during their podcast, Sons of the Shoe. You can subscribe now at 923thefan.com on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jeff Phelps. My partner today is Dan Menigan, Andy Baskin on special assignment. We'll find out what that is sometime this week when he returns. Excited already. Me too. Hody's taking your phone calls, 216-474-0092. Cavaliers last night in Toronto were down by 19 points to a Raptors team that uh, was playing R.J. Barrett. By the way, Raptors bring in Canadian guy. Yay! Yeah, Martin. we didn't I wouldn't talk about that trade at all. No. Uh, and and Emmanuel Quigley, who mm-hmm. I, I... I like Quigley. I, Quigley's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think he's a really good player. I don't know if he's point guard enough, if you know what I mean. He right. might be score first, pass later, but I don't know. But the but way I, the modern I like NFL's... Or NFL, good golly. The the way that the modern NBA is operating, you kind of get away with that, especially because Scotty Barnes is such a good passer. Yeah. You can almost run stuff through if, Scotty Barnes. If you have three guys who can move the ball a little bit, you don't necessarily need the Mike Conley point guard. Right. You can get away with having somebody who can, you know, be a little bit more of an offensive weapon. Yeah. You know, and a guy that could get you a bucket when you need one, which is what that team needed because Siakam's been so up and down. Your Raptors minute. <laughs> <laughs> for all of our friends up there in Canada. Yeah, well, we just, you know, we just try to do what we can to help. Yeah, you know, that's what we're here for. Uh, but I the Cavs know. are down by 19 points. They came back. Did a nice job. Came back, um, had a chance to win the game at the end. They didn't win the game. You and I both hate the way that game was played at the end. And there's no way to, to say this and not sound like you're bashing J.B. Bickerstaff or Donovan Mitchell, but I'm not and you're not. We just both hate the idea of, okay, we've played one way all game here. and they Give the ball to your star player and have them get you a bucket late in the game. Right. I, I said it when LeBron James was here, so I, I feel fine just saying it when Donovan Mitchell's here. Just run the offense. Get somebody open. It, it doesn't have to be pound, 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 or we're going to jack up a shot. High screen and roll is an effective play. There's a reason why they've been running it since the peach baskets were nailed up. Like, it, it works. There's a reason why that it works, and it works well. But when your offense has also been relatively successful, and I am here, by the way, that your star player who can get a shot up whenever he wants can break the offense. I mean, if you ever want proof of that, ask Phil Jackson with Kobe Bryant in there. And even he acknowledged, hey, the triangle needed to be broken every so often so that Kobe could get his shots up and make sure that he, you know, could get the shots that we need when they need to go in. Like, I'm not saying it that way. And you want the guy who can get you a bucket when you need one. And Donovan Mitchell is one of those guys who can get his shot up and can make a whole lot of shots from anywhere on the floor at any point. But does that have to happen every game in clutch time? It seems that to be, that's the epidemic in the NBA to me that I can't stand. Correct. And the thing is, is I'm fine, you know, 
Donovan Mitchell does a nice job initiating the offense. He could get something going. He could find a shot for himself. He could find a shot for others. But way too many times they settle for that top of the key three off that high screen and roll, get a little bit of daylight, and hoist. And it just continues over and over again. And then last night with the lane violation on top of it. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, you learned that in middle school, man. Like, Wait till it hits the, the rim, rim, please. Then take off. And I know it's the NBA and that they don't call it consistently. And when you don't call things consistently, people find loopholes. But, like, man, wait till the ball hits the rim, then take off. All that said, here we sit 33 games into the Cavs season. Can you tell me what kind of a team this is yet? I don't think anybody can. And and I say that just for this reason. And they've been, been so beat up. They've not had a chance to gel. They've not had a chance to to see how Evan Mobley's come along and how Max Struess fits in with everybody else and blah, 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 blah. The numbers back it up. Struess and George Niang are the only Cavaliers who have played in all 33 games this year. So at least your free agent acquisitions are the ones who are making the real money are the yeah. ones that are and Struess is doing a, a, a real solid job. He's good. Yeah, he's, he's good. He, he makes you better. He's a little up and down, but that, I think – He's been a fine addition. And, and this is one that I think is pretty impressive. How many Cavaliers are averaging 13.8 points a game or more? This is, I think, pretty stunning. Six. Wow. Six averaging 13.8 or more. Wow. Now, why is that happening? Because guys have missed so many games. That's, that's why that's happening. Uh, Donovan Mitchell has missed nine games. Darius Garland has missed 13 games. Evan Mobley has missed 12 games. Karis Levert has missed eight games. Jared Allen, who we know has been out, is like the leader in the clubhouse. He's missed only five. Wow. Isn't that stunning? Wow. I'll tell you, his offensive game has come around, too. Well, it's, it's funny what happens when you need to go to a guy and you give him the ball. I hope what's happening throughout this entire stretch is that J.B. Bickerstaff, everybody on the coaching staff, is watching this tape and taking notes and drawing up shot charts and doing all that stuff and going, okay, here are all the things that we can do. Here are all the different ways that we can score. Here are all the different ways that we can make this offense work with passing, with all this stuff. How do we accentuate this and turn it into an offense that has options when playoff time comes around Mm -hmm. so that I don't have to watch Tom Thibodeau go, okay, let's blitz the pick and roll. Oh, they're done. (laughs) like how do we make it so that there isn't an easy solution to your offense in the playoffs you know one one thing that i've and and see the the nba is a strange game because and and it's been a strange game for a very long time i i would i would argue that it's been more this way since michael jordan came into the league than before michael jordan came into the league when, when Magic and Bird were doing their things with Boston and, and with Los Angeles, I don't think the league was quite this way. Michael really put it into the star system that you and I were talking about where, mm-hmm. hey, it's the end of the game. we got to give it to our guy, and he's got to put give it Give me the ball. Shot. Let's yeah. go. It, it, Bird and, would and do though, it. Though Bird did that, mm-hmm. Bird also had McHale and Parrish and Ainge and DJ who got who got shots in key situations. Correct. And and Magic had the same thing with with Byron and Worthy and Kareem. And right. Even Kurt Rambis to some little extent. And but, Bird would do it from the post. 
You know, that was the other side of it. As Bird would get down on that block, well, actually more the elbow, and kind of operate from there. It wasn't the let me catch this at the top of the three-point line and dribble the air out of the ball. Here's the one thought that I've had about this, though. And I, I've, I've said this, and I, 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 I meant it, and I think it's still true. However, I'm wondering. I, I don't think the Cavaliers are especially deep. And I think that's the case with most every team in the NBA. However, since these guys have been out, other guys have had the opportunity and other guys have actually stepped up. And it's made me rethink that a little bit. Sam Merrill has had several nice games. They've stumbled into something with him, Well, Sam can shoot. And he's had several nice games. Now, several nice games doesn't mean you should be a rotation player. But I think he's made a real argument that he should be. Caleb... Porter, or Caleb Porter, Craig Porter, Caleb Porter, former head coach at Akron Soccer Whiz. Mm-hmm. Craig Porter New England Revolution, I think has looked really good when he's been given playing time. But do you need three six-one guards? You don't need three six-one guards. No. And so he's not going to play if Garland and Mitchell are there. But he looks like he can play. And all of a sudden that makes you a heck of a lot deeper. I wonder if when everybody comes back healthy, if J.B. Bickerstaff can come up with a type of offense, type of scheme where, okay, we're not going to just play seven or eight guys. Because it, it looks like you have weapons where you could actually go nine, ten deep. And I know that's not always commonplace in the NBA, but maybe it should be. Because your guys are getting beat up like crazy. Maybe you lower some minutes and you bring some of these guys back slowly and you become a team that, that I just love in the NBA where you can go nine or ten deep. And and you just throw guys at them and, hey, go bust your butt for the 30 minutes you're on the floor rather than having to play 38. Ten guys get you to the playoffs. Seven guys get you through the playoffs. I, yeah, I mean, it's that's, hard to argue with that. That's kind of the way that the NBA is, but maybe eight guys if you're lucky. You know, you, you turn down the bench and there's about eight guys there that you actually trust. Five starters and about three off of there. But it takes 10 to 12 guys to get you there. And so I'm with you. I would love to see... You know, hopefully they've stumbled into something with Sam Merrill. I would love to see more minutes from Sam Merrill. Yeah, you want to see if it's legit. Heck yeah. And and you're right. He can shoot. He can stand in front of some people on the defensive side of the ball, and he can handle the ball on top of that. He's not just Kyle Korver where he's just dribble, you know, or he's I should say he's not just Kyle Korver Korver. who can just put up shots. He can put the ball on the floor, too. That's not meant to be a knock. (laughs) It's just with Kyle Korver put the ball on the floor, it was a little... Okay, this is going to be an adventure. He's not a point guard. Right. for sure. Sam Merrill put the ball on the floor a little bit, too. Like, there's a lot of different ways they could get the job done. And that depth continues to show itself, even to the point of, like, I kind of want to see more Imani Bates. And I know he's lighting it up with the charge, and I know he's incredibly raw. Couple of nice passes of that Dallas game that still are sticking with me. That's like, okay, this guy, I, I, this guy kind of gets it. All right, I, I'm not ready to see uh, Bates yet, but clearly the Cavs need the type of player that people thought he might be able to be. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, scoring small forward. Oh my God! Please, <laughs> can, can we? Sold. Can we have one? Are you between six seven and six ten? Can guard multiple positions and find your own shot. I, Come I, on down. Doesn't mean he can't do it. I'm going to have to be one over. He was a really highly thought of young prospect at some point, but clearly, if you look at this team now, 
Let me throw out ten names to you. Mitchell, Garland, Mobley, Lavert, Allen, Struess, Okoro, Niang, Porter, Merrill. I think those guys have all shown at times this year, and clearly, you know, some of them are the starters, but those guys have all had moments where you've thought, yeah, that's 10. That doesn't even include Dean Wade and Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson's been really good. Yeah, I'm still a, shocked how good nice he's job. been. He's done a nice job. And Ty Jerome's been out. Bates is, Bates is intriguing to people, but I I think you're a long way away from right. something there. I'm, and by the but, way, by seeing more of it, I'm like, you know, give them five minutes every so often just, and see yeah. how this goes. Like, it I'm not. Makes me, it makes me think. Okay, what can you do here, JB Bickerstaff, to play some of these guys? I think you kind of need to incorporate some of these guys and, and see if you can become a different kind of team. But that's when guys come back and they're all healthy. And that's man, that's you. I can't get a feel for this team yet. I don't think anybody can just because there have been so many significant injuries. And I still think the bottom line is when Evan Mobley becomes a beast, if not your main beast, you're, that's when you're going to know what you might have here. I, I still think I still think he's the key to the whole thing. If Agreed. he can reach that upper echelon level, Dan, you're going to really have something. He's 21. For all he's, of the people a, who are out there. now. For all of the people who are out there who are saying he's been a letdown, he's been a disappointment, all of those different things – He's 22? Yep. Okay. Turned in June. Good for him. But, like, all those <laughs> things, like. Yeah, because either you do or you don't. Right. I still think there's a lot of talent there, and I still think I there think is. There's incredible talent. I still think there's a guy who could be an upper echelon NBA player sitting in there. I mean, yes, we were. Uh, he's, damn, he, he's, he's damn good now, Dan. He's raw on offense. His defensive, well, his defensive instincts are unbelievable. He might be raw, but he's averaged 16 points a game for the no. last year and this. This is going to be unpopular. When he's option three. I don't know that he ever becomes what it is he can become if you've got two ball-dominant 6-1 guards. I just don't know that you're going to get enough looks, that you're going to have enough opportunity to develop your game. My own thought. I think I there's a way you know. could do it, but it might. It's going to involve some sacrifice. It's going to involve some reality, which might not. Yeah, people might not like that very much. Mm-hmm. Might not like that very much. Two one six four seven four zero zero nine two is the number to join us if you'd like to join in. Did you watch the uh, the college football playoffs last night? If you did, you saw some good games. Have you watched other bowl games? If you did, you probably haven't enjoyed those very much. I know Kirby Smart hasn't. I'm guessing Ryan Day hasn't. Next on Basket of Phelps. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Joe Posnanski. From Joe Blogs on Substack. Going to be joining us shortly. Joe, big-time national writer, Cleveland native, anxious to talk to Joe. We're going to talk a little college football in just a second here. We were talking Cavs a few moments ago. Tommy in Maple Heights has some thoughts for us. Hi, Tommy. All right, Tommy. Hey, buddy. Uh, Mayfield Heights, how are you guys doing? Oh, says Maple. Sorry, Mayfield Heights for Tommy. Uh, oh, that's all right. Cody, hey, um, you're demoted. A <laughs> couple things about the Cavs real quick. Um not a big fan of, you know, calling for people's jobs. I wasn't with Stefanski. I'm not with Bickerstaff. Um, it, you know, that's probably why I'm not a GM. But I I didn't like what I saw last night. 
I don't know if that's on the players, the coaches, both. Um, but you can't be down to 17 at one point in time against Toronto. You know, they're, they're not Milwaukee. So, I, you know, two, two questions I have for you guys, and I know you guys like hoops a lot. One, and I just joined, so I don't know if you guys talked about this already, is, is the Mitchell experience, ex, you know, experiment working, in your opinion? And two, for, for whatever reason, and I love the guy, I love Evan Mobley, but is it a coincidence that these last two weeks Jared Allen has been performing at his highest level as a Cav, in my opinion. And I'll hang up and I'll listen to you guys. You guys have a great day and Happy New Year. All right, Tommy, thank you very much. Uh, Mr. Phelps, the tee box is yours. Okay, Tommy. Dan and I talked about this before our show, and we decided not to talk about it today. <laughs> but you asked. Is that Mr. Phelps? So it, it's, the tee box is yours. This conversation will be had down the road more extensively. My opinion has not changed. The Cavaliers gave up way too much in the Donovan Mitchell trade. Way too much. And my my thought process is this. I don't think that um, I don't think he's going to stick around here. The Cavs can say that he's happy here all they want. Well, why wouldn't he be happy here? But that doesn't mean he's going to stay here forever. You know, Donovan's done nothing but be a great player for this team and a a great representative of this team. And he's also one of two six one ball dominant guards, and it's a terrible mix, in my estimation. I shouldn't say terrible. I don't think it's a championship mix. How's that? They 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 played well together last year, enough to win fifty one games and get smoked in the first round of the playoffs by a team that I don't think is as talented. I don't like the mix. I've made that real clear. Mm-hmm. And I think this team becomes really, really good when Evan Mobley becomes more of the guy. Your other point about Jared Allen, well, they've got to go to somebody inside. Jared now has those opportunities. What else is missing? Darius Garland. There's one six-one ball dominant guard on the floor right now. I just don't like the mix. That That's what that is. And... We'll get into this further down the road. The idea of this lineup is your base lineup, and who knows what would have happened from here. Darius Garland and Karis LeVert is your starting backcourt, who, by the way, came off the bench for 31 last night. He's been on a heater lately. Lowry Markinen, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen on the inside, making you a nightmare for teams to defend. You want Colin Sexton? Great. You want to trade Colin in a future number one? or two number ones for a small forward and put them on that team, great. You haven't even begun to pay the price for Donovan Mitchell yet. The number ones don't kick in until 2025. If he's not here and you're giving up your pick in 25, 27, and 29 with pick swaps in 26 and 28, how are you going to build this team? If he decides to leave, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to trade him if he doesn't keep a contract. And you're not going to get back three number ones, a 6'11 all-star forward, a shooting guard who can, or a point, a 6'1 guard who can get you 15 a game off the bench, which is what Colin's doing, and a Baji who's an interesting young guy. So I, there's my thought, Tommy. All right. 
you are higher on marketing than I am. You always have been, and you will probably continue to be. Dude's only 26. He's a seven-year vet. He's been an all-star, and he's averaging 23 and a half a game. The Laurie marketing that you're watching right now Lowry. in Utah, Lowry. whatever, I whatever, <laughs> is not going to hit. Is not going to hit the same way in Cleveland that he does in Utah. That's Somebody okay. has That's, to score I, points in Utah. I, I don't need him to, and I didn't need him to when he was here. When at one point they were 14 games over 500 in his first year and Evan Mobley's first year, and then Jared Allen got hurt in March. He was out for the year after Ricky Rubio and Colin Sexton were already out and the team fell apart late and then lost in the plane. Not to mention you don't get grumpy marketing trying to prove to everybody that he's not worth being traded for. Okay? So you got to keep that in mind. You can't just, you know, it's not Control-C, Control-V, or Apple-C, Apple, whatever the hell the Mac equivalent is to that phrase. So you can't just do it that way. The second part of this that comes with it is, I, I'm with you. Do we all wish that Donovan Mitchell was 6'8"? Yes, of course we all wish that Donovan Mitchell was 6'8". Here's the He's bu- not. Here's the, here's we the sadly bizarre thing. haven't gotten him on SpaceX yet to send him up there for I, his spine to readjust. He, I have always liked Donovan Mitchell. Always. Nobody cares about this. He was my first pick in my fantasy draft. I I love Donovan Mitchell. First one of 2024. I, ah, I, did, I did have some keepers, though, like three keepers. But anyhow, Donovan Mitchell, I think, is a, is a beast. I really like him. What I don't like is Donovan Mitchell playing next to Darius Garland. I really like Darius Garland. Yes. What I don't I do like too. is Darius Garland playing next to Donovan Mitchell. I agree with you. I wish I wanted. They, they trade. They gave up all the assets in the world for the guy who isn't the perfect fit. I wanted an evolution to take place in both of their games. And that evolution has not taken place. It has. I wanted it to turn into. I thought Darius Garland could take a half step back and find his way into that Steve Nash style of point guard play. Yeah, but that's not I'm what he is. Find, where I'm going to find 10 assists a game. I'm going to get my 20. I'm going to get my 20 inside of the flow of this game. And we're going to run it within the flow of this offense, and we're going to make this work. And we will we will kick the ball over to Donovan Mitchell where the primary will be, but I'm still going to find my 15 to 20 a game. I thought that, that's that, what Dan we were going to get. That would have been okay. I thought that was what we were going to get. It is not what has shown up yet. Now, last year was year one. They were working out kinks. They were figuring all that stuff. Year two was supposed to be that evolution. Hasn't happened yet. Why? Nobody's on the floor. I I agree with you from that regard. Would I make the trade over again? Absolutely. You would, huh? Yes, because I I, I would not. If you're going to give me the option, we of, haven't even begun to pay the price for it yet, Dan. It's the NBA. This is the NBA. Cleveland, they trade Cleveland, like Cleveland it's is not the Los Angeles Clippers. They trade, where, they, where they're going to just get free agents because it's L.A. They trade it's draft not picks Miami. like drunken sailors yeah, okay. in this league. They that, don't exist. That means you're going to bust up this team to get draft picks back in here because you gave them all up for Donovan Mitchell. I mean, we're all spending our time patting Oklahoma City on the back because all they've done is continue to amass these mess load of draft picks. And they keep now they're winning. Now they have talent. What are they going to do with the special traffic? Nobody knows. Why? Because they don't exist. They're going to finish it off. That's what they're going to do. Mark's in Euclid. Mark. How are you, Mark? I'm good, fellas. I look, man, I thought I think this trade was a good trade, but we just traded the wrong pieces. And, I, I mean, we should. I believe we should have really got rid of We should have kept marketing and let your dude go, Jeff, because Evan Mobley's ceiling, I think, is Lloyd marketing. I mean, I don't see him being 
developing a three-point shooter and being as good as a three-point shooter is Lloyd Marketing. I thought we, I really thought we dropped the ball on that, hoping. Well, he's a different Marbley player, though, Mark. And I don't want him he's, shooting he's, threes. Yeah, I don't want him shooting threes yeah. either. He's a different, I mean, but a if different you player. Have a, but you just think about that, though, Jeff. If you got a wing that's going to be able to spread the court like that, that's what you need in today's NBA game. And I think that's the reason why um, – why um, Donovan Mitchell is going to leave because Evan Mobley didn't develop into the player that can take us to that next level. Is it though, I Mark? Mean, which, is it? Uh, are, are we in the modern NBA of exactly what you're saying? And the only reason that I give you any kind of pushback on that thought is the fact that the MVP of the league last year was Nikola Jokic, who was seven feet tall, was one of the is a phenomenal passer, could light it up from anywhere. A beast. He's a beast. He's an absolute monster. Okay, because he can really yeah. play if, the game. What did? What did what was the big offseason move of the Boston Celtics to turn this thing around? It was to go get a seven footer who could okay. rebound, defend, and do all that stuff in Kristaps Porzingis. Drew Holiday is helping and then along Drew, that way. And then Drew but Holiday, yeah. that's been the big one. If you look at the rise of the Orlando Magic, it's because of Paulo Bencaro and it's because of um Wagner and the um oh crap, what's that kid? Franz and Mo. Yeah, Franz and Mo, and then you can throw Wendell Carter in there. There's nothing wrong with going big in the modern NBA. That's now it's actually in the well, middle we of that evolution. That that's all I'm saying. In yeah. the NBA, you got to have a guy that's going to stretch that floor and shoot that three. And I thought that's what I mean. His still, I don't see Evan Mobley being a twenty and ten guy. I think he's more of a fifteen and ten guy. I'm one of the best defensive players in the league. But when it comes to that offense, I don't. I see him being a Chris Bosh at a fifteen point game. Thanks, fellas, for having me on. All right, Mark. Thank you very much. I mean, much. if he evolves into Bam Adebayo, I'd be over the moon. Bam Adebayo is probably one of the, gosh, 20 best players in basketball. Yeah. But you still need, you, you still need, I think, a different mix. That, that's that's my, my thought on it. Yeah, Isaac's in Shaker Heights. Isaac. How are you, Isaac? Hey, guys, how you doing? Happy New Year to, to both you. you guys. And to you and you, yours. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully. Hope you enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm disagreeing with both of you guys today because Darius and Donovan is not the problem. I know that we we can go back and say we should have, would have, could have with Larry Market and all these guys and Sexton. That's past tense. We got to move forward. It happened, and now we move forward with what we have. And what we have is this. Donovan didn't lose that game last night. Uh, Dar- and Donovan and Darius can't play together. They are not the problem. The problem is Struess. Nang and Okora. Let me tell you why. Spruce and Nang are playing too many minutes. They did not play the minutes that they played on their previous teams. They did not start. Spruce didn't start. And if he did start, he didn't start with a lot of minutes. He's playing too many minutes now. If you notice, he's not producing on what he can do. As far as last night's game, Last night's game, the Isaac Accor experiment should have been over last year, and it's still going on. He missed three straight open looks from three. It was the right play that Donovan Mitchell made, the right basketball play. If you looked at the game last night, three straight open looks. And every time Mitchell came down to not run that pick and roll, it wasn't because they wasn't look, they wasn't running it. They was ganging up on it. Hey they Isaac, let me let me cut you off. Let me finish right here. Let me let me and contribute one, to what you're saying. You ready? Yeah, one more thing, Jeff. One more thing. Okay. And one more thing. Donovan's looks were always contested. Well, and they're gonna be, Isaac. When 
exactly what you were talking about. Your namesake, Isaac Okoro. Every time they went down the floor and they threw the ball to him behind the line, I thought this. Well, that's what Toronto wants. Yep. Every time. I thought that's what Toronto wants. And, and Okoro played okay. Let me have one more comment, Jeff, after you, if you don't mind. No, me real go. quick. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm good. Go, go ahead. ahead. Okay. Now, and, and that's that's the key. Let me tell you something. And, and, and JB, I love him. But you have a small ball team there that can be played. Merrill should have been in that game at that present time because, for one thing, you're not going to leave Merrill. You can't leave Merrill. That means there's no one to double team. And I know you. everybody's going to say, well, they needed the defense. Not really. They needed that shot. They needed to get a white. They needed to make shot for shot or whatever they needed to make. They needed to get the best shot possible. Struce and Nang, Nang doesn't give you what you need. You need to know when to play him and when to pull him. All right, Isaac, got to run, buddy. Isaac got cranked up. Yep. You would think Isaac would like a guy named Isaac. I think that's how that works. You would think that's how that works. Joe Posnanski, big-time national writer, Cleveland native, next on Baskin and Phelps. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.